Hello, everyone, and welcome back to AP Reread. We are Anam, Anna, Elson, and Fizza, and today we are going to be talking about The Handmaid's Tale. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so firstly, I think we want to talk about the interesting dynamic between the commander and Offred. Would anyone like to start with that? Yeah. I think Anna... Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I thought Anna wanted to go, so. Oh, yeah. Anna, you can go. Um, Basically, it kind of reminds me of a toxic relationship in real life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but is they... it really, like, okay, let me ask you this question. Is it really toxic or is it? Like, actually, like, if it was removed from the universe of, like, the Handmaid's Tale, like, I don't know, environment, like, would it be toxic? Yeah, because... because That it would be a really nice relationship? Well, is it, though? Because they both are just kind of using each other. Yeah. I don't think they're genuinely friends. Like, yeah, maybe they're genuinely having a good time and playing, but, like, are they genuinely, like, oh, I actually like you as a person? No, I think they're trying to get something out of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And out of it, do you mean, like, joy and a lack of guilt? Like, a taking away of guilt? Because I feel like that's, like, kind of... Well, isn't Alfred getting it because, um... Or, sorry, <laughs> Alfred is, like, kind of what she's getting out of it is kind of, like, knowledge and, like, her, f- like, she does, does she genuinely care about the commander? No. No. Does the commander genuinely care about her? No. So it's not, a, like, a friendship or a connection. They I just. I, I feel I like it's, it's awful what they're doing, though. Like, oh, no, I, don't I don't think it's, it's toxic in the saying, way that like, it's, like. It's not. I don't think I should say toxic, but it's definitely not a genuine relationship. I think some people may take it as like, oh, wow, they're like friends. They're getting along. And it's like, well, doesn't Alfred kind of have to get along with him since he does have like power over her? Homegirl well, started like- talking back, though, at one point. So, Oh, yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. But did she well, stand like- up to him full on? No. No. But I think that... I think that, okay, I may be, like, unique in my thinking. Also, when he takes her to that, like, club. Yeah, what, oh, yeah, the, yeah. I just. (laughs) (laughs) I, okay. I actually kind of liked him for doing that. Not even gonna lie. I, like, okay. All things aside, he actually took her out of the house and, like, you know. It, it was kind of cute. Yeah, like, it was kind of cute. Like, I mean, for the wait time. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. You, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, a, wait a damn minute. Explain ourselves, okay? Um, like, the fact that, okay. They really shouldn't have gone out of the house, but... Yeah, you know, it kind of reminded me of, like, an Aladdin-type thing. Like, where they got, like, disguises and, like, went out uh, into town. It was, like, <laughs> like, a, it like a sex club, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it I don't think they took adventure. her for, like, a, if he yeah. took her to, like, a picnic, I'd be like, okay, yeah, let's, like, chill. Or, like, to the restaurant. But at that kind of place, and then... 
and then do it. Wait, did he do it with Air Magic? I can't remember. No, 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 no it was well, someone else, but. No, they did, but like it was like Serena Joy was like in the room too. Yeah, so like, yeah, that's very romantic. <laughs> Not at the strip club. Huh? I thought that was at their own house. Yeah, yeah. No, but even, saying. yeah, but even then, like, just taking her there where it's like all the men in power who are like secretly doing all these things and stuff, like, is it like But she got to do her, her makeup hair. and get dressed up and she got to see her friend. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, I mean, fun night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it wasn't like he was forcing her into anything. He was just like, "Go have fun." Yeah. <laughs> Did she have fun though? <laughs> Who's to say? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think we're all pretty pooped after a party. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. That's my thoughts on it. I actually kind of like the commander, not even gonna lie. So do I. I don't know. Something was off about him. I feel like there was, like... I felt like there was more off with Nick than there was with the commander. I got a bad Nick, but then I was like, enemies to lovers? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) The plot line that never got to play out. I don't know. Commander kind of reminds me of, like, a sugar daddy. Wait, no, yeah. Commander yes. reminded you of a sugar daddy, or Nick did? Commander. Oh yeah, yeah. But was he giving her any yeah. money? Well, he was giving her things, and I'm sure if you're yeah. like in like have power, I'm sure you have like some sort of wealth. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm like kind of sus about it. But anyways, yeah. that's just me. I feel like Anna. I'm on the same page. The thing about Nick, though, like, he, like, facilitated the relationship between Offred and the commander. What did he get out of it? That's what made me feel a little, like, iffy about him. Yeah. Like, what was his deal? Maybe, like, status. Or just, like, protection from the commander. Or maybe he just, like, wanted to build some connections. (laughs) I just said... Oh, wait, did you? Sorry. <laughs> I didn't do that. But yeah, I think, honestly, I didn't like Nick at all. Like, he gave me a bad vibe from the beginning. Well, he's a, he's a, he's, well, he's, actually, never mind. <laughs> I was gonna say he's a man, so, like, what do you <laughs> But that's, like, no, like, Obviously, like, not all men, but, like, all men, you know? (laughs) No, I'm kidding, but, like, I feel like all the guys in the book are so dumb. Yeah. I mean, they're modeled after real life, aren't they? Oh, sure! Because Lucy said that she only took inspiration from real-life things. Speaking of real-life situations that still apply today from the book, um, the hijab ban in France... I think that the book talks exactly about this, okay? Because, like, I think I said in a discussion once that, like, as we move towards, like, more progressivism, those, like, extremes become closer than they were, like, in the middle. Mm -hmm. Like, 
people are forcing Muslim women in France, or like the government is forcing Muslim women in France to take off their hijab if they're like under 18 or if they're a school teacher, they can't teach with the hijab on or something like that. And like they think that they're doing it to take away the oppression that they're facing, but really like there's no oppression in wearing a hijab. Like nowhere in Islam does it say that it's like mandatory to wear a hijab. It's just like some people believe it's, it's like a choice. Like you, you can choose to wear it. And it's in every religion. Like it's in Christianity, it's in Judaism, like the Abrahamic face, like to cover your head or like cover yourself. So like like this is just like it's like oppression more than it is taking away oppression. And I think that like the same way that this is happening right now is the same as um, the situation in Gilead. Um, Because they're like, oh, we honor women so much, but then they're taking away all their rights and everything, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay, go off. (laughs) Literally go off. You said it so well. I don't even know what to say. Just like, that's literally... Oh. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was gonna say you said it so well. I don't. I don't have a response. Like <laughs> no, I was, gonna, I was gonna say the same thing. Like I, I don't know what to add. Like you were straight on. Like facts go off. Like I think. Okay, I might be controversial here, but white feminism excludes people of color. Yes. Excludes- well, yeah, I think that's why it's called white feminism. Yeah, white feminism, but it's not called white feminism. It's just called feminism. You know, yeah. In the so same way, feminism that, is um, just. Wait, so you think feminism is just white feminism? Yeah, okay. that's why I don't call my I don't consider myself a feminist because oh, I am a feminist. Yeah, I don't either. I want equal rights, but like, when it excludes like women who want to dress modestly or like people who just like take their own like freedom differently than a westernized white ideal i think yeah that's what i don't consider myself to be a part of or like associate with but like i think the same way that feminism is really just white feminism is the way that the reformation of gilead is really just reformation of women's rights and it's it's really male reformation like the males are the ones who are gaining something out of the system that they've created. Like, you get what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Lizzie, I'm learning so much from you. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I feel like, I, like, totally understand you, and especially when, like, calling yourself a feminist and stuff, like, I'm on the same page with that, too. And it's, like, I actually, okay, oh, my God, are we going out? This is, like, the first time I ever say that, and it makes me comfortable that you're saying that, because... Yeah, I because- feel like I feel like a lot of people like if you're like if you say oh I'm not like a feminist they get all angry and it's like well see like exact like that right there like, like you're it's not that I want that. it's not that I want to be like a housewife or anything or some or like stay at home right it's just to, like, like what it truly is right like I right. want I genuinely want like all women to have their own choice and to be equal like in their choices as men are. Because, like, right now, what we're seeing is, like, if if I'm wearing a long sleeve in the summer, 
like just to be modest I don't do that I wear short sleeves but like if I wanted to wear a long sleeve in the summer in the summer just for my own modesty like I would probably get comments like was like if I wanted to dress modestly like in the summer and like wear long sleeves or something then like I would probably like I wear short sleeves in the summer because that's what I'm comfortable with but like if I wanted to wear long sleeves like I would probably get comments like girly why are you wearing that you don't have to wear that is someone telling you to wear that is everything okay at home it seems very like backhanded like yeah like and it's like it's like there are people who like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you can like you can wear shorts you know you can wear revealing clothes and it's like but like that doesn't make me feel comfortable so like I don't want to wear that like it's their own choice to be modest you know and like Mm -hmm. for them to say like don't be modest like that's the exact opposite of what the feminist movement is supposed to be about oh my gosh you know what else that reminds me of what um when you were saying like when you gave that that example like you don't need to wear that like is anything going on at home that kind, that kind of, since you're saying it's, like, you know, like, white feminism or whatever, and it's, like, very selective, I feel like that can kind of connect to, like, like a, a savior complex, mm-hmm. which totally connects to the commanders and, like, all those men in charge. Like, they have this savior complex over the women. They're like, yeah, we're doing a great thing. We're doing something so good for mm-hmm. them. And it's, like, really, they're not. Mm-hmm. Like, that example you gave me, just, you know, that concept of savior complex, yeah. white savior complex, whatever you want to use, um... Like that, I feel like that was just another connection there we made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I just like as we progress more to being like, you know, we're we're helping women. Um, I think that it just hinders us more. Like, because like feminism is supposed to be equality with men and women, and women being able to make their own choices without the say of others so like when women like women in france when they make the choice to wear a hijab they're not being oppressed by wearing the hijab they're being oppressed by the people who are telling them no you can't wear the hijab because you're a modern woman you know right and it's like like what is a modern woman a modern woman should be someone who can make her own choices free of judgment right Right. Yeah, and then people telling them, oh, no, you should do this and that is literally taking that away. So I think that's why, like, when you say, when we head more towards, like, as we're more progressive, we're actually being, like, I guess less progressive, Mm -hmm. and that's because we're going, like, that example you gave, like, we're trying to be more progressive by saying, oh, you can do whatever you want, blah, 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 but then it's like, oh, you you don't have to do that, do this. You're literally, like, then telling them what to do again. Yeah, and it's not just, like, just women. It's, like, in all aspects of life. Like, all of a sudden, if you're, like, like, if you're, like, not posting on social media when something's going on, it's, like, are you even doing your part? Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to post every day. Or, like, when you post something on social or, like, when you post something on social media, people will call you, like, a performative mm-hmm. yeah. activist. Even if, like, you genuinely care And then, like, canceling people for just doing something. Like, like, it's so, like, far, like, extremist that, like, it's not really. It's just oppressive. It's, 
It's mm-hmm. like a big giant circle. Yeah. Like I can't think of any examples off the top of my head right now, but like I'm sure we've all like felt it. Like especially recently where like literally like every two seconds something's being canceled for being racist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or like and I'm not saying that like like that's okay to just let racist things like go by. But like mm-hmm. I mean like when it's like the smallest thing and like not even like racist thing like it's like just like the smallest thing that's been taken out of context and then people are like oppressing you for having a certain view like I think that's like also right and it's like isn't that what you like advocate for to have like your own opinions and beliefs and then once someone disagrees even if it's whether it be a big disagreement or small disagreement you just kind of go off and it's like what the heck like I thought I it was okay especially with where we live it's like you're it's our right and freedom to like you know have a certain opinion and stuff but anyways go the other way that right and freedom is also taken away from people a lot Mm -hmm. um but when we argue to get those rights back it starts leaving people out even more like you know, mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying? Right. So, like, that's why it's that so one day I said, I don't think that it's, like, too far off. Like, it's, like, too imaginative for us to actually revert, or, like, not revert, but, like, go towards a society that's like Gilead, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're like, we're already kind of there. Like, it's just not as systemic as it is. Right, yeah, yeah. But it's definitely, like, socially yeah. there. Yeah, like, like the norms are already built. So, yeah. That's where I'm going to leave my thoughts on this. I think this was probably our most, like, serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're usually not this serious. What? They're usually right. Uh, I think we have some character uh, growth or something. I I think I need to remind you that we talked about a sugar daddy in the middle of it. (laughs) 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 On that note, (laughs) some profound stuff today. Yeah. So I think it's fine. Right. (laughs) Profound. That's a nice word. That's not in my vocabulary. (laughs) With that being said, yo, people in our class be saying these words. I'm like, bro, I'm like actually dumb. I say yeah. words like good, bad, great. Like, <laughs> Did I say like like. I literally say like. There's actually a reason for that. I was reading that the other day. Oh, what's the reason? Let me have a crisis. Okay, so because Give women, okay, connecting to Handmaid's Tale, <gasps> because women were so. Stop! Oh, I already know what okay, you're gonna say. Okay. I can't. I hate it here. I hate it here. Because women were so oppressed in, um, like, earlier days, like, actual oppression, you know? Um, <laughs> um, they were talked over so much that they started using filler words so that they could continue talking without actually talking so that once the male stopped talking, they would be able to continue talking without having lost any of their main points with the male, you know, off in his own world. So we say like to not lose, like, our ideas? Yeah. We use like 
so that it fills up the space when we're not being listened to. And it just became like a habituary thing for women to do. I love I love looking at language. Stop now. I'm gonna talk about how I'm gonna listen to like how men talk and like see how often they say like and then I'm gonna see oh my god as much as we do. No, they have the audacity to wow. be like, why do you say like so much? And like, yeah. call us out on it. It's because of you. It's your fault. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's my little language lesson today. Wow. I feel like, I feel like I'm like, just so like, wise right now after that. <laughs> you yeah. did. Those have taught us a lot Thank today. you, Fizzo. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Mom. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for listening to AP Rayway. Woo! No, we have the capstone. Hey, last one. Ew. Also, we'll be back. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.